When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey there, and welcome back to Dope and Dragon Radio, where we talk all things business. I'm your host, ML, and today we're diving into a topic that may not be the most exciting, but it's definitely one of the most important financial statements. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, ugh, finance. That's not really my thing, but hear me out. Financial statements are crucial for understanding the health of your business, making informed decisions, and even attracting investors. So, even if you're not a numbers person, stick around. We're going to break it down in a way that's easy to understand, and maybe even a little bit fun. So, grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and let's jump into understanding financial statements, balance sheets, and income statements. Today's episode is all about understanding financial statements, specifically balance sheets. So, what is a balance sheet? Well, simply put, it's a financial statement that provides a snapshot of a company's financial health at a specific point in time. It shows the company's assets, liabilities, and equity, and how they all balance out. The purpose of a balance sheet is to give investors, creditors, and other stakeholders an idea of a company's financial position. This information can help them make informed decisions about investing, lending, or doing business with the company. Let's dive a little deeper into the components of a balance sheet. There are three main parts, assets, liabilities, and equity. Assets are resources that a company owns or controls, such as cash, investments, inventory, property, and equipment. These are usually listed in order of liquidity, meaning how easily they can be turned into cash. For example, cash and short-term investments are typically listed first, followed by inventory and property. Liabilities, on the other hand, are obligations or debts that a company owes to others, such as loans, accounts payable, and accrued expenses. Like assets, liabilities are typically listed in order of how soon they are due. For example, short-term liabilities like accounts payable are usually listed before long-term debts like bonds. Finally, Equity represents the residual value of a company's assets after its liabilities are paid off. This can include things like retained earnings and common stock. So why is it important to understand each component of a balance sheet? Well, it can help you gain insights into a company's financial health and future potential. For example, a high proportion of current assets compared to current liabilities could indicate that a company is in a strong position to pay off its debts and invest in growth. On the other hand, if a company has a lot of debt relative to its assets, and equity, this could be a red flag for investors or creditors. They might worry that the company won't be able to meet its financial obligations or that it's taking on too much risk. To make things a little more concrete, let's take a look at a real-life example of a balance sheet. We use the balance sheet for Apple Inc. As of September 25, 2021, at the top of the balance sheet, you'll see the company's name and the date the balance sheet is as of. Then, you'll see the assets section which lists things like cash and cash equivalents, marketable securities, accounts receivable, and inventory. In Apple's case, they have a total of $191.83 billion in assets. Next, you'll see the liabilities section, which lists things like accounts payable, deferred revenue, and long-term debt. Apple's total liabilities come to $126.27 billion. Finally, you'll see the equity section, which lists things like common stock, additional paid-in capital, and retained earnings. In Apple's case, their total equity is $198.12 billion. By comparing the different components of Apple's balance sheet, you can get a sense of the company's financial position. For example, their high equity suggests that they have a strong financial foundation, while their low level of debt relative to assets indicates that they are in a good position to weather economic downturns. A balance sheet is a key financial statement that provides valuable insights into a company's financial health. By understanding the components of a balance sheet and how they relate to each other, you can gain a better understanding of a company's financial position. 
financial statements are a crucial aspect of any business, and understanding them is vital for making informed decisions. In this episode of Dove and Dragon Radio, we will be discussing one of the most essential financial statements for businesses, the income statement. But before we dive into the intricacies of the income statement, let's start with the basics, the definition and purpose of an income statement. Simply put, an income statement is a financial statement that shows a company's revenues and expenses over a specific period. It is also known as a profit and loss statement or P&L statement. The purpose of an income statement is to provide information on a company's financial performance and profitability. The components of an income statement. The components of an income statement are revenues, expenses, and net income. Revenues. Revenues refer to the income generated by a company through its primary business activities, such as sales of products or services. It is the top-line figure of the income statement and is reported first. Expenses. Expenses refer to the costs incurred by a company to generate revenue. They are deducted from revenues to calculate the net income. Expenses can be categorized as either operating expenses, such as rent, salaries, and utilities, or non-operating expenses such as interest on debt or taxes. Net income. Net income, also known as the bottom line, is the final figure on the income statement. It is the difference between revenues and expenses and reflects the company's profitability for the period. See explanation of each component and their significance. Revenues. Revenues are an essential component of the income statement as they reflect the company's ability to generate income. Increasing revenues is often a primary goal for businesses as it leads to higher profitability and growth. It is crucial to keep track of revenue trends over time and compare them to industry standards to evaluate a company's performance. Expenses. Expenses are subtracted from revenues to determine a company's net income. Monitoring expenses is crucial to maintain profitability, as an increase in expenses can significantly impact the bottom line. It is essential to analyze expenses and identify areas where costs can be reduced without affecting the quality of products or services. Net income. Net income reflects a company's profitability for the period. It is an important metric for investors, as it provides insight into a company's financial health and ability to generate returns. Net income can be used to calculate profitability ratios, such as return on investment or return on equity, to evaluate a company's performance against industry benchmarks. The real-life examples of income statements. Let's take a look at two real-life examples of income statements. Apple Inc. Income statement for the fiscal year ended September 25, 2021. Revenue, $365.7 billion. Operating expenses, $72.9 billion. Net income, $74.5 billion. In this income statement, we can see that Apple Inc. generated $365.7 billion in revenue for the fiscal year ended September 25, 2021. The company's operating expenses, including research and development, selling, general, and administrative expenses, were $72.9 billion. After deducting expenses from revenue, Apple Inc reported a net income of $74.5 billion for the year. Walmart Inc. Income statement for the fiscal year ended January 31, 2021. Revenue, $559.2 billion. Operating expenses, $517.5 billion. Net income, $13.5 billion. In this income statement, we can see that Walmart Inc. generated $559.2 billion in revenue for the fiscal year ended January 31, 2021. The company's operating expenses for the same period were $485.3 billion, resulting in an operating income of $73.9 billion. After accounting for other income and expenses such as interest and taxes, Walmart's net income for the fiscal year ended January 31, 2021 was $13.5 billion. Now, let's take a closer look at the components of an income statement. The components of an income statement. Revenue. Revenue represents the income generated by a company through its primary business activities, such as the sale of goods or services. This is also referred to as the top line of the income statement. 
revenue is typically listed first on the income statement, and it is reported in the period in which it is earned, regardless of when payment is received. Expenses. Expenses are the costs incurred by a company in order to generate revenue. They can include costs such as salaries, rent, utilities, and advertising expenses. Expenses are subtracted from revenue to determine the company's operating income. Net income. Net income represents the profit or loss earned by a company in a given period. After accounting for all revenue and expenses, it is often referred to as the bottom line of the income statement. Net income is calculated by subtracting all expenses from revenue, including taxes and other non-operating expenses. See explanation of each component and their significance. Revenue. Revenue is a key metric that investors and analysts use to evaluate a company's financial performance. Higher revenue generally indicates that a company is growing and has a strong customer base. However, it is important to look at the quality of the revenue, such as whether it is sustainable and if it is coming from the company's primary business activities. Expenses. Expenses are important to consider when analyzing a company's financial performance, as they impact the company's profitability. High expenses can eat into a company's revenue and lead to lower profits. On the other hand, companies that are able to control their expenses can improve their profitability. Net income. Net income is the ultimate measure of a company's profitability. It is important to consider both the absolute value of net income, as well as how it has changed over time. Investors and analysts will also look at a company's net income relative to its revenue or assets to determine how efficiently the company is generating profits. The real-life examples of income statements. Let's take a look at the income statement of Apple Inc. For the fiscal year ended September 26, 2020, Apple Inc. Income Statement Revenue $274,515 Expenses $207,000 Net Income $57,411 As you can see, Apple generated over $274 billion in revenue for the fiscal year ended September 26, 2020. After accounting for expenses, including research and development, marketing, and general and administrative expenses. Apple's net income for the year was $57.4 billion. Another example is Amazon.com Inc. Here is the income statement for the fiscal year ended December 31, 2020. Amazon.com Inc. Income statement. Revenue, $386,064. Expenses, $360,296. Net income, $21,331. Amazon generated over $386 billion in revenue for the fiscal year ended December 31, 2020. The company's expenses for the same period were $360.3 billion, resulting in a net income of $21.3 billion. The income statement is a crucial financial statement that provides insight into a company's financial performance over a given period of time. By understanding the components of an income statement, investors and analysts can evaluate a company's profitability, efficiency, and overall financial health. In the previous sections, we discussed the importance of understanding balance sheets and income statements. Now, let's take a closer look at the relationship between these two financial statements. Explanation of how balance sheets and income statements are connected. The balance sheet and income statement are two key financial statements that are used to assess the financial health of a business. They are closely related as the information in the income statement is used to prepare the balance sheet. The income statement shows the revenues, expenses, and net income of a business over a specific period of time, usually a quarter or a year. On the other hand, the balance sheet shows the financial position of a business at a specific point in time, usually the end of a fiscal year. The net income reported on the income statement is carried over to the balance sheet as retained earnings. Retained earnings are a portion of a company's profits that are kept or retained for future use. This is one of the many ways in which the two financial statements are connected. Significance of the relationship between the two statements. 
the relationship between the balance sheet and income statement is significant because it provides insight into a company's financial health and performance. The balance sheet provides a snapshot of a company's financial position, while the income statement provides information about its financial performance over a specific period of time. The relationship between the two statements is also important for decision-making purposes. Investors, creditors, and other stakeholders use both financial statements to evaluate a company's financial health and performance. They use this information to make decisions about whether to invest in or lend money to the business. Here are some real-life examples of the relationship between balance sheets and income statements. Let's take a look at some real-life examples of the relationship between balance sheets and income statements. One example is Apple Inc. In its 2020 fiscal year, Apple generated a net income of $57.4 billion. This net income is reflected on the income statement. On the balance sheet, this net income is carried over as retained earnings. Apple's retained earnings at the end of the fiscal year were $81.4 billion. This shows that Apple has been profitable over the years and has accumulated a significant amount of retained earnings. Another example is Amazon.com Inc. In its 2020 fiscal year, Amazon generated a net income of $21.3 billion. This net income is reflected on the income statement. On the balance sheet, this net income is carried over as retained earnings. Amazon's retained earnings at the end of the fiscal year were $63.7 billion. This shows that Amazon has been profitable over the years and has accumulated a significant amount of retained earnings. In both of these examples, the income statement and balance sheet are connected through the net income reported on the income statement, which is carried over as retained earnings on the balance sheet. Understanding the relationship between balance sheets and income statements is crucial for evaluating a company's financial health and performance. By analyzing the two financial statements together, investors, creditors, and other stakeholders can make informed decisions about whether to invest in or lend money to a business. In this episode, we've been discussing the ins and outs of financial statements, including balance sheets and income statements. But what good are these statements if we don't know how to interpret them? In this section, we'll explore the process of analyzing and interpreting financial statements. The explanation of how to analyze and interpret financial statements. Analyzing and interpreting financial statements is a crucial skill for any business owner or investor. It involves reviewing the financial statements in detail and comparing them to previous periods or to other companies in the same industry. The goal is to understand the financial health of the business and identify areas for improvement. The first step in analyzing financial statements is to look at the trends over time. Are revenues and profits increasing or decreasing? Are expenses growing faster than revenues? Is the company's debt level increasing or decreasing? These trends can provide valuable insights into the company's financial health. The next step is to calculate financial ratios. Financial ratios are calculations that compare different elements of a company's financial statements. They help to identify areas of strength and weakness within the company. There are many financial ratios that can be calculated. But some of the most common include current ratio. This ratio measures a company's ability to pay its short-term debts. It is calculated by dividing current assets by current liabilities. A current ratio of two or higher is considered good. Debt-to-equity ratio. This ratio measures the proportion of debt-to-equity in a company's capital structure. It is calculated by dividing total debt by total equity. A lower debt-to-equity ratio indicates a more conservative financial structure. Gross margin ratio. This ratio measures the percentage of sales that remains after deducting the cost of goods sold. It is calculated by dividing gross profit by total revenue. A higher gross margin ratio indicates that the company is able to sell its products at a higher price than it costs to produce them. The importance of financial ratios in analyzing financial statements. Financial ratios are important because they provide a way to compare the financial performance of a company over time or to other companies in the same industry. They can also help identify potential issues or areas for improvement within the company. For example, if a company's debt-to-equity ratio is high, it may indicate that the company is taking on too much debt 
and may be at risk of defaulting on its loans. Investors and creditors also use financial ratios to evaluate the creditworthiness and investment potential of a company. They can use financial ratios to compare the financial performance of different companies and make informed decisions about whether to invest in or lend money to a particular company. See real-life examples of financial ratio analysis. Let's take a look at some real-life examples of financial ratio analysis. One example is Apple Inc., the tech giant that designs and sells consumer electronics, software, and services. In 2020, Apple reported $274.5 billion in revenue and $57.4 billion in net income. Let's calculate some financial ratios for Apple. Current ratio. Apple's current assets were $143.7 billion and current liabilities were $105.4 billion, resulting in a current ratio of 1.36 debt-to-equity ratio. Apple's total debt was $112.2 billion and total equity was $65.3 billion, resulting in a debt-to-equity ratio of 1.72. Gross margin ratio. Apple's gross profit was $104.9 billion and total revenue was $274.5 billion, resulting in a gross margin ratio of 38.2%. These ratios indicate that Apple has a healthy current ratio, a relatively high debt-to-equity ratio, and a strong gross margin ratio. Another example is Ford Motor Company, which is an American multinational automaker. Let's take a look at some of their financial ratios to understand how to analyze and interpret financial statements. First, let's look at Ford's liquidity ratios. The current ratio for Ford in 2020 was 1.22, which indicates that the company had $1.22 in current assets for every $1 in current liabilities. While this ratio is not as high as the ideal 2 to 1 ratio, it still suggests that Ford has enough short-term assets to meet its short-term obligations. Next, let's examine Ford's profitability ratios. The gross margin for Ford in 2020 was 11.6%, which is slightly lower than the previous year. However, it's still a healthy margin for the automotive industry. Now, let's take a look at Ford's debt ratios. The debt-to-equity ratio for Ford in 2020 was 5.43, which is high compared to other companies in the industry. This means that Ford relies heavily on debt financing to run its operations. Lastly, let's analyze Ford's efficiency ratios. The inventory turnover ratio for Ford in 2020 was 6.55, which means that the company was able to sell its entire inventory 6.55 times during the year. This is a healthy ratio for the industry and suggests that Ford has efficient inventory management practices. Overall, analyzing financial statements and interpreting financial ratios can provide valuable insights into a company's financial health and performance. It's important to consider multiple ratios and compare them to industry averages when making assessments. Financial statements are an essential tool for understanding a company's financial health and performance. By understanding the components of balance sheets and income statements, as well as the relationship between the two statements and how to analyze financial ratios, individuals can gain valuable insights into a company's financial standing. Using these insights, individuals can make informed decisions about investing, lending, and partnering with businesses. Now, let's take a closer look at how to analyze and interpret these statements using financial ratios. Financial ratio analysis is a technique used to evaluate the financial performance of a business by comparing certain values from the financial statements. It is a powerful tool that allows you to identify trends, strengths, weaknesses, and potential risks in a business. There are several financial ratios that you can use to analyze a company's financial health, and we'll go over some of the most important ones in this section. One important ratio to look at is the liquidity ratio, which measures a company's ability to meet its short-term obligations. The most commonly used liquidity ratio is the current ratio, which is calculated by dividing current assets by current liabilities. A current ratio of one or higher indicates that a company has enough current assets to cover its current liabilities. A current ratio below one indicates that a company may have trouble paying its bills. 
For example, if a company has current assets of $100,000 and current liabilities of $50,000, the current ratio would be 2. This means that the company has twice as many current assets as current liabilities, which is a good sign. Another important ratio is the debt-to-equity ratio, which measures a company's leverage or how much debt a company is using to finance its operations. This ratio is calculated by dividing total liabilities by total equity. A high debt-to-equity ratio indicates that a company is relying heavily on debt to finance its operations, which can be risky if the company experiences financial difficulties. On the other hand, a low debt-to-equity ratio indicates that a company is relying more on equity to finance its operations, which can be seen as a sign of financial stability. Profitability ratios are also important in evaluating a company's financial performance. One commonly used profitability ratio is the gross margin ratio, which measures the percentage of sales that a company retains after deducting the cost of goods sold. This ratio is calculated by dividing gross profit by revenue. A high gross margin ratio indicates that a company is able to sell its products at a higher price than it costs to produce them, which is a sign of profitability. It's also important to look at the return on investment ratio, which measures the amount of profit generated by a company's investments. This ratio is calculated by dividing net income by total assets. The high ROI ratio indicates that a company is generating a good return on its investments, while a low ROI ratio may indicate that a company is not making the most of its assets. Now, let's take a look at some real-life examples of financial ratio analysis. One example is Apple Inc which is a technology company known for its iPhone and Mac products. According to its financial statements, Apple had a current ratio of 1.5, a debt-to-equity ratio of 3.8, a gross margin ratio of 39.8%, and an ROI ratio of 17.7% for the fiscal year ended September 26, 2020. These ratios indicate that Apple has a healthy current ratio, a relatively high debt-to-equity ratio, and a strong gross margin ratio. Another example is Ford Motor Company, which is a multinational automaker. According to its financial statements, Ford had a current ratio of 1.2, a debt-to-equity ratio of 4.1, a gross margin ratio of 12.5%, and an ROI ratio of minus 4.7% for the fiscal year ended December 31, 2020. These ratios indicate that Ford may be facing some financial challenges, including a low ROI ratio, and a high debt-to-equity ratio, which means that the company is relying heavily on debt to finance its operations. When interpreting financial statements, it's important to look beyond the numbers and consider the context of the business and its industry. For example, a company operating in a capital-intensive industry like manufacturing may have a higher debt-to-equity ratio than a software company, as it requires significant investment in equipment and facilities. Another important factor to consider when analyzing financial statements is the company's growth prospects. A high-growth company may prioritize investing in research and development or expanding its operations, resulting in lower profitability or higher debt levels in the short term. On the other hand, a mature company with stable earnings may prioritize returning value to shareholders through dividends or share buybacks. Financial ratios can provide a snapshot of a company's financial health and help investors and analysts compare its performance to that of its peers. Some common financial ratios include Return on equity. This ratio measures a company's profitability relative to its shareholders' equity. The high row indicates that a company is generating strong returns on its investments. Price-to-earnings ratio. This ratio compares a company's stock price to its earnings per share. The high P-E ratio may indicate that investors have high expectations for the company's future growth. Debt-to-equity ratio. This ratio compares a company's total debt to its shareholders' equity. The high debt-to-equity ratio indicates that a company is relying heavily on debt financing. Gross margin ratio. This ratio measures the percentage of sales revenue that remains after deducting the cost of goods sold. 
the high gross margin ratio indicates that a company is generating strong profits on its products or services current ratio this ratio compares a company's current assets to its current liabilities a high current ratio indicates that a company has sufficient liquidity to meet its short-term obligations it's important to note that financial ratios should not be used in isolation and should always be considered in the context of the business and its industry additionally financial statements may not always provide a complete picture of a company's financial health as they do not account for factors like intangible assets or future growth potential in conclusion understanding and interpreting financial statements is an essential skill for investors analysts and business owners by analyzing financial ratios and considering the context of the business and its industry stakeholders can gain valuable insights into a company's financial health and prospects for future growth although financial statements provide valuable information about a company's financial performance they have their limitations let's explore some of these limitations first Financial statements are historical documents that reflect a company's past performance. They do not necessarily provide information about the company's future performance. As such, financial statements may not be entirely useful for investors and analysts looking to make future investment decisions. Second, financial statements are based on accounting principles and standards. These principles and standards are subject to interpretation, which can result in different financial statements for the same company. In other words, financial statements may not always be completely accurate, and the numbers can be manipulated to make a company look more profitable than it actually is. Third, financial statements do not always provide a complete picture of a company's financial performance. For example, they may not account for intangible assets such as patents, brand value, or customer relationships, which can be valuable assets that contribute to a company's overall success. So how can we overcome these limitations? One way is to supplement financial statements with other information sources, such as market research or industry analysis. By using these additional sources, we can gain a better understanding of a company's financial performance and future prospects. Another way to overcome limitations is to use financial ratios. Financial ratios allow us to compare a company's financial performance to industry standards or to other companies in the same industry. By doing so, we can identify areas where a company may be performing well or struggling and make more informed investment decisions. Now let's take a look at some real-life examples of how businesses have overcome the limitations of financial statements. One such example is Amazon. In the early 2000 seconds, Amazon's financial statements showed that the company was consistently losing money. However, by looking beyond the financial statements and analyzing the company's growth potential and market share, investors were able to recognize Amazon's long-term potential and invest in the company. Today, Amazon is one of the most successful and valuable companies in the world. Another example is Apple. In the late 1990s, Apple was struggling financially, and its financial statements reflected this. However, by investing heavily in product development and marketing, Apple was able to turn its fortunes around and become one of the most profitable companies in the world. By looking beyond the financial statements and recognizing the company's potential, investors were able to benefit from Apple's success. While financial statements provide valuable information about a company's financial performance, they have their limitations. By supplementing financial statements with additional information sources and using financial ratios to compare performance, investors and analysts can overcome these limitations and make more informed investment decisions. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time for more tips and tricks on the world of business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.